Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I know what you are. Hello and welcome to Where You Been Loca, episode one. I'm Marissa. I'm Kayla. And I'm Ariana. So, funny story. (laughs) (laughs) We have already recorded the first half of this episode, but we ran into some technical difficulties. First timers. First time, you know, (laughs) tell me you've never hosted a podcast before without telling me you've never hosted a podcast before. (laughs) Um, So originally, our recording date held a little bit of significance Mm -hmm. um, because we recorded on January 17th, which is the first day Bella arrives in Forks. Huge to the series. I mean... I mean, Iconic if she day. never went to Forks, <laughs> the entire books would, would not have existed. <laughs> yeah. So we thought, oh my God, how cute. We'll record on that day. And we did. We did record our trailer episode on that day. Um, and we recorded the first half of this episode. However, Which unless, is great. Yeah, unless you wanted to sound like we were speaking to you in a concert hall, I tell. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't, you know. Just Head- not it. <laughs> wasn't headphone ready, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so our episode today will cover chapter one of Twilight, entitled First Sight. But before we begin, let's find out, where the hell have you been, Loka? Well, I still haven't been anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, have not had an eventful week. Okay. Go to work. I go to sleep. I did a little bit of baking. I love that. We had banana bread for like two weeks in a row. So much banana bread. <laughs> so much. Um, other than that, just, uh, you know, feeling my way through uh, learning how to podcast. Clearly cool. doing so well. Great. I mean, it's a good thing it happens early on. You know early what? on. You know yeah. what? We'll never make that mistake. We are again. dedicated <laughs> to putting out good quality, good sound. So mm-hmm. we're taking the time. 
to yeah. redo this. I love Our content so, might you not know be what? superb. But, <laughs> but <laughs> hopefully the quality is okay. I don't know. I think the content is superb. Even if nobody listens, I'm having a good time. Absolutely. <laughs> this is for us, not for you guys. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Ariana, tell me, where have you been? So, you know, pretty close to Kayla, you know, not really doing much <laughs> these days, but I guess some exciting news. I just moved to Philadelphia, yeah. which is where we're all welcome, living, kind of, um, and I just started a new job, so I'm a, I'm a... Snaps for Ariana. And I already got a lot of work to do. It's been like two weeks, so... <laughs> wow. Go me. Go you. <laughs> I feel like that's like some pretty big stuff. No, that's pretty is, exciting. That's no, big... it's, it's like a, it's like a, it's a milestone. Yeah. Life, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I'm starting real life. Yeah. You are starting real life. Everything up until Even this moment was Even though we're doing a podcast. Fake. I was going to say, yeah, like the real we're life started a, when you started podcasting. Podcasting, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Even though we're immersing ourselves in life that doesn't actually exist at least that we know of so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah cool what about you um you know I was off for three days which was really exciting mm-hmm. I love being off and I love being off consecutively I'm that rarely happens for me so um I've just been hanging out you know doing laundry cleaning nice. going on this bad dates <laughs> oh. you know um just like a, a life of like a gorgeous gorgeous girl yes, <laughs> I love it you're yeah. doing great thank you thank you all right um so don't forget to like and subscribe to us on your preferred podcasting platform you can follow us on social media to stay up to date with episode releases and any other cool information we might have down the line our Instagram is where you been loca pod and our Twitter is wybl podcast. Send us your Twilight profiles, comments, concerns, questions, hate like mail. Kayla says, hate mail if you feel so moved, <laughs> to whereyoubeenlocapod at gmail.com. You can also follow our personal social media accounts. You can find me on Instagram at Maris G, so that's M-A-R-I four S's G. And then my Twitter is a little bit more complicated. <laughs> it's at Marissa explains it all. So M R S S A X P L N Z I T A L L. It's really clever and annoying. <laughs> it's good on paper, not so much to vocalize. <laughs> Kayla, where can we find you? Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Kaladala, K A L A underscore D A L A. It's the same for both. I did not have that foresight. When I I made my Twitter in 2009. It's like when you make a Snapchat username, but you can't change it. So it's like like cool cat, like 85. (laughs) I I wish that was my Snapchat. I mean, it's somebody out there. Somebody has that handle. Oh, yeah. If you have that handle on Snapchat, please let us know. Yeah. Please shoot us an email. We'll be friends. Maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Ariana, where can we find you? Um, on- so I only have an Instagram, and it is at Ariana Bar. That's A R I A N A underscore B A R. So clearly, me and Kayla are the creative ones out of the group here. <laughs> I can't believe you don't have a Twitter. I just—I was never big on social media. Oh my god! So I mean, maybe we'll have to change that. Twitter. If I become super famous from this podcast. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, Twitter is my favorite social media, hands down. Twitter and TikTok, my two favorite. I really could not care. I don't even have a TikTok. I have one, so I can watch other people's videos. Yeah. yeah wait. Did we not send you? 
No, you send me them, but like in like she can watch them. I can watch them. It just doesn't open up in the TikTok app. It just Mm. opens like on a web page. Old school. I know. So old school. (laughs) And she's the youngest Youngest one. one. (laughs) (laughs) She's supposed to be the youth, (laughs) the youth of this show. Anyway, uh, Kayla, why don't you bring us into the recap of last episode? Great. So last episode was our trailer episode. It's more of like a whole introduction episode. It's more like a whole hour. Yeah, I mean, if you have an hour to spare before you dive into this, go ahead and give it a listen. We introduced the pod and ourselves. We talked about how and when we got into Twilight, whether we love it or hate it, and our thoughts on Stephanie Meyer. We also created a Twilight profile for ourselves, revealing whether we are Team Edward or Team Jacob, who our favorite characters are, which book and movies are our favorites, and whether we would rather be a werewolf or a vampire and other fun questions. To finish it out, we took Twilight character personality quizzes because we are really just here to relive the better parts of the early 2000s, BuzzFeed quizzes and all. So before we kind of deep dive into chapter one, we're just going to give a quick summary overview just to kind of give a sneak peek of what we're getting ourselves into here. So <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just a taste, just a little snack. <laughs> um, in chapter one, Bella arrives in Forks, Washington to live with the man, the myth, the legend, Charlie Swan. Hey. While Bella is not happy about this move since she is leaving sunny Phoenix for rainy forks, Charlie is excited to have her around. I mean, he even buys her a stunning red truck from his friend Billy Black for her to whip around. Bella begins her first day of school, and while she is completely miserable, surprise, surprise, Bella receives a lot of attention, especially from Mike. However, Bella is not focused on Mike. She is focused on the Cullens. They are beautiful, dark, mysterious, and great at giving stank faces. When Bella arrives in biology class, she's forced to sit next to Edward Cullen, but he does not seem happy about it. Bella can't help but think, what is his problem, as he tries to switch out of biology class. Bella finishes her day nearly crying on her way home from school. Surprise, surprise, again. That was an amazing synopsis. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so when we jump into the book, it starts with what Stephanie Meyer has dubbed a preface. (laughs) And while she is not technically incorrect, she's incorrect. Yeah. Well, no, no I wrong. would say while she's not incorrect, technically <laughs> she's incorrect. Okay, yeah, sure. Yes, you were correct. Yeah. And, and here's why. For those of you that don't know, um, so a preface generally comes in a book or that's nonfiction, and it's an intro written by the author to provide the story of how they conceived and wrote the book. Typically, you know, it's like, you know, if I'm a scientist and I'm talking about the phases of a cell, then I want to say, I, oh. where did I get that example from? <laughs> um, I don't know. I just pulled it out of my cute little head. Um, <laughs> but if I, I want to say, okay, when I was in college, I discovered this or I learned this and I'm a scientist now and here are my qualifications, et cetera. So that's generally like when a preface is used. I mean, it can be used for for fiction books, but generally it's not because a prologue is used and a prologue is supposed to be an intro that sets the scene for the story to come. Um, And not for nothing, Twilight ends with an epilogue. If a book ends with an epilogue, it should start with a prologue. So, just a little. Right, we're off. We're off to a horrible start. <laughs> really, I mean, she writes a great. 
prologue. Yeah, that's sure. okay. She, I do love the timeline of mm-hmm. her prologue because I, I mean, I'm somebody that reads for pleasure often, and I love it when a prologue, like generally a prologue, I feel, or at least the ones that I'm coming across, tend to be like action before the story happens. It's kind of like a historical prologue. Um, but what I like that Stephanie has done is her prologue is the climax of our story. And that makes you want to read the book to yeah, find grabs out. grabs your attention. It grabs your attention. You're like, why is there a hunter? Who is hunting her? What has she done? Why is she about to die? Like, tell me what the situation is. I have to, I have to jump in and figure this out. Um, so that's... What I like about the prologue, or I'm sorry, her preface, <laughs> that I will be referring to as a prologue for the rest of the time. <laughs> okay, so in her preface prologue, she Bella says, I knew that if I'd never gone to Forks, I wouldn't be facing death now. But terrified as I was, I couldn't bring myself to regret the decision. I just feel like she can't regret the decision of moving to Forks. It's her ongoing decision to hang out with vampires. I know, mm-hmm. like, it's not it's not Forks' fault that yeah, she maybe is going to die at the end of this book. It's <laughs> the fact that she was like, Edward. And he was like, I'm a vampire. And she's like, cool. She's let's like, like I don't care. Give me a piece of that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She's like, I don't care. You don't scare me. Like, take me into your world. I'll die for you. Yeah. Bitch. She wants, to die. she wants to die for him. <laughs> all on so, her. Like, it's literally not Forks. She, this whole time, she could have just like, Kept her little head down, hung out with Jessica, mm-hmm. dated boring Jock Mike, mm-hmm. Golden Retriever Mike, and like been in that. She was in the popular, quote unquote, popular crew with mm-hmm. like them. So the only like argument I'll give her is she never would have met the vampires if she had didn't. she not moved to Yeah, but Forks. I feel like. But it's still not for At some fault. point, right. you know, maybe she could have met. Other vampires, it just wasn't Edward. I mean, yeah, like, the never know. they're around. Well, they're around. They oh, I'm sure there are tons well, of vampires. Also, <laughs> Sunny Phoenix. <Yeah>. Woo! <laughs> I mean, so I mean, I will say the Volturi. The Volturi is literally in Italy, which is like the most beautiful, like, sunny, beautiful, place. sunny. Yeah, yeah, but they place. don't ever leave their like sewers. True. Yeah. Which but I still. didn't know they were in sewers. I think until you said it at some point in our mini recordings. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> Gross. I think so. I don't know, but I'll take the credit. Um, but so I here's also the like one point I'll give Bella is that Edward would have always tried to speak to Bella because he's confounded by the fact that he can't hear her. But it was like true. He would have always been like, "Hi, I'm Edward Cullen. Like, why are you here? Like, blah 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 blah." And she easily still would have been like, "I'm starstruck. You're so hot." But she could have been, "You're so hot. Don't look at me." Instead of. <laughs> You're so hot. Let's like, what mysteries do you have, Sir Cullen? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, she really dove in there. Yeah, she could have easily been like, this guy seems like he doesn't like me. He's very hot and cold. Like, I'm just gonna like stay over here with the normals rather than like ingratiating myself into people into like this group that seems a little like off-putting, especially yeah. for someone who has mm-hmm. apparently zero self-confidence. Yeah, yeah. But here we are. She's regretting her decision to ever oh, well. move to Forks. Well, I mean, <laughs> what? Yeah, she's regretting it, except we find out immediately once you start the chapter past the prologue that um, it was her choice. Nobody forced her to go there. So the chapter opens and you're like immediately presented with that juxtaposition of that of where Bella is to where she's going. Um, Her last day in Phoenix is beautiful. It's sunny. 
75 degrees. Also, wait, can we yeah. pause there for a sec? Mm-hmm. When did she move to Forks again? She moves to Forks it's in January. January. January 17th. Never mind. Is the first day she arrives. Point invalidated. I was like, wouldn't it be like, I guess in my brain I'm thinking like you're starting school so it has to be like September. Oh yeah, like, she moves I, in the middle of the semester. Yeah. Quote unquote like, semester. Because I was like, damn, like it's only 75 in Phoenix in September, but I was I was wrong. So okay. I, never mind. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> and moving on. Um, okay, so it's January and it's beautiful in Phoenix. It's sunny. It's 75. And that really only makes her like impending doom of landing in the quote unquote inconsequential town of Forks that much worse. And you really right off the bat learn that Bella fucking hates Forks. And before she even has that internal thought, it's just all in her description Mm -hmm. of the area she's going to. She refers to it as an inconsequential town. She says that her mother escaped with her as an infant. Um, When we find out that she was going there every summer for a couple of months to visit Charlie, and then, you know, she finally put her foot down as if, Charlie or Renee was really like forcing her to do any of that, which yeah. I if I can't anything, believe. I'm sure Renee probably didn't want her to go. I'm sure Renee was like, "Oh, honey, like do whatever you want. I'd love for you. I'm really gonna miss you these like two months." And Charlie was probably like, "Well, Bells, I, I would love to have you. Like I yeah. think love to go fishing with you. Yeah, like th- neither one of her parents. Oh my God, could you imagine being like young Bella and having to like that decision feel like I Mm -hmm. feel like because I feel like she has had like a mature brain from like day one she's like I have to like he is my father I have to go spend time with him yeah to be fair though too like why would she prefer to be with Renee and want that responsibility of taking care of her maybe it's just I think because that's all she really like knows yeah Yeah, because Renee left with her and brought and Renee brought her up so I think she just feels closer to her had Renee just left her yeah I think it would be opposite and that she would be more close to Charlie and then she would like her her life would just be different I think yeah because like I get that but I feel like if I were Bella I would probably prefer to live with Charlie over Renee yes just based off of her like personality that we come to know yeah 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 agreed um but yeah, you know, she she really doesn't she hates forks. Um, and then she says, well, she narrates, it was to forks I now exiled myself, an action I took with great horror. I detested forks. I mean, going to forks really seems like it's the equivalent of going to hell for Bella, but she is the one that made that decision. Yeah. I mean, you do get the sense that Renee has not been a great mother. It's not that she's been a bad mom, it's just that she hasn't really been stable. Um, when I looked up Renee, again, when you look up the characters, they're not as quite fleshed out as you would hope that they would be. Um, but you know that Renee was born in 1968. And at the beginning of the book, she is 37, if you just do some math. Mm-hmm. Based off of when the book came out, it is set present day, 2005. So with all that math, Renee is 20 years old when Bella is born. Um, so she kind of is like a child herself already, like still when she's having a child. Um, so Belle goes on to explain that, you know, Renee can't really manage to pay bills on time. She doesn't really keep food in the house. She regularly gets lost. She is described as quote erratic and harebrained with childlike eyes. And I mean, while she is described as loving, it's, She's initially painted as someone who struggles with parenthood. And again, I think that's just because she was 
young. She was a child mm-hmm. herself when she had a child. And I just, you know, there are plenty of people in the world who have kids young and are great at it and can do it. But Renee just doesn't strike me as that kind of person. No, I think mm-hmm. she was just like very free spirited mm-hmm. then and now and just yeah. like it seems like she's always on the go. So I don't know if her like inability to keep food in the house or like gas in the car or whatever is so much like she can't do it or it's just not like that the forefront of her mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. She's not like she's like a gypsy. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I'm just going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Right. But now I have this child. Yeah, but I mean, do, I don't even think we know that. She, does Renee have a job? I feel like no. I don't, I don't think I don't there's know if it any mention it. of it. I feel like no, especially Doesn't she rely on Phil. Phil? Now that they're married, she relies on Phil mm-hmm. to like take care of everything. And I'm just wondering, I mean, I'm sure, I feel like she is like an odd job kind of gal. Like yeah. picks up a waitressing shift, like maybe cleans houses like here or there. Yeah. Or like lives off, what did you look up? <laughs> if she has a job. Oh, no, I'm saying I was hope, like, oh. hoping for the answer. <laughs> Um, yeah, give me one second. Keep chatting about oh, whatever you were chatting great. about. Great, I would love to. Well, you know, I, anyway, I, she doesn't strike me as a woman that has a job. No. And especially because she is now going with Phil. Yeah. To, all over the country for his career. So mm-hmm. if she had a job, I, I mean, I wouldn't put it past her to up and quit her job just so she could just travel so she with could her travel. husband. Yeah. But I also just don't think she has one. No, I, I, I agree with you. And she just strikes me as someone... I don't know if volatile's the word, but she, I feel like she doesn't think things through, and, like, the second mm-hmm. a thought pops into her head, she's like, oh, like, snaps a finger, and it's like, I have to do that. Like, for she's example, impulsive. when she, Yes. Yeah. Like, when she was in Forks, right, and then all of a sudden she left Charlie, like, it, it, like to me, that just seemed like a, one day she woke up, wasn't happy, and was like, I have to leave right now. Like, yeah. not a, like, well thought through yeah. decision. Yes, I, like, absolutely. And then it's funny because this actually, this is, like, her twilightsaga.fandom.com bio, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it says when she left Charlie, she wanted to get her life in order. So I feel like it was, like, a But what like, does that mean when idea. you already so, have a husband and a kid? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, she, so she leaves Charlie, moves back in with her mother, who was still difficult, but who doted on Bella. Um, so she had a built-in babysitter. Ba- yeah, babysitter. So she could go do whatever the fuck she wanted. So she went, mm. Bella, or Renee, went and enrolled in school and got her early elementary education degree. Oh. And well, finds a job in kindergarten. Okay. Really? According to, to the fandom. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I mean. Um, yeah. So I. So she's a, she's a kindergarten teacher. She's a kindergarten teacher. And I mean, okay, that I could see that. Absolutely. If she's going to have a job, I could see that. <laughs> but I also just still feel like she doesn't have a job. I mean, but if she can't pay the bills, like, what is she spending her money then on? If I she don't has think a it's real that she job? can't. I think it's she, she just, like, forgets and, like, doesn't, yeah. oh, like, bills are due. I don't yeah. think she Ooh, has, like, auto notice. payments. Well, so. I wonder what her credit score is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ariana's an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> Side note. <laughs> This is what I, this is, how, that's how my brain works. That's the forefront of her brain. <laughs> um, all right. So just back to the action of the book. So <clears throat> Renee says when she gets to the airport, she says, I'll see you soon. Quote, you can come home whenever you want. I'll come right back as soon as you need me. And then Bella goes on to think, but I could see the sacrifice in her eyes behind the promise. So mm-hmm. in this part, 
Bella says, like, she lies and tells Renee that she wants to go to Forks mm-hmm. and then, like, self-admits that she's a terrible liar and always has been. Yeah. She goes on to lie for the rest of the series to everyone. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. Everyone. Yeah. The whole time. So I guess wow. she's really not that bad of a liar. Or Seems she like just a... gets better at it. I don't know. But I was like, that's a very interesting like, thing. Comes to, say. to life and death. I guess you have to kind of <laughs> piss get her get off the pot. Yeah. <laughs> just gotta make a decision here. Really gotta go for it. <laughs> yeah, that was just something that stuck out to me. She's like, yeah, I'm a bad liar, but I'm gonna lie for this entire series. The entire series. <laughs> and everyone believes from her. My entire life. Like nobody thinks anything of it. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, wow. I just had like a mind blowing moment right there. <laughs> I never I thought of that. You're welcome. Which also, <laughs> I mean, don't you sort of feel like, like, Stephanie Meyer maybe shouldn't have never said that it was a characteristic of Bella that she's a bad liar when the whole book relies on her lying? I don't know. Interesting. I just, the more I read about Bella, the, mm, the less you like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't sorry. know. Or, sorry for I, the Bella fans out there. But I feel I like know. I don't like her in the beginning, but I she might, she might grow. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. She might grow. TBD. Yeah, TBD, because none of us have read this book since the first time we read it, so. Yeah, but my first time reading it was a year ago. That's true. Fresh. All right, you are fresh. <laughs> you are fresh. I'm not fresh. Okay, so Bella is basically sacrificing her happiness so that her mother could have a taste of the life that she never got the opportunity to have for, I guess, lack of a better you know, I guess the yeah. life that Renee pictured for herself. So Bella is kind of go- entering this, like, martyrdom. She's, quote, exiling herself to Forks just so her mom can, like, be happy. Which, I mean, that is, well, we have sh- shit on Bella this whole time. Well, I think it's very characteristic of her to take care of her mom already. Already, yeah. I just so feel like, like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like, why would she want Bella to live out, like, this great life and send her to Forks where... Renee feels like her life was, like, ruined and, like, had to leave. I think that's why she's like, well, you don't have to go. You don't have yeah, to go. That's you true. don't have to go. And Bella's that's like, true. no, man, no, I want to. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. So, you know, she's upset. But do you know who's not upset? Charlie. <laughs> not no. at all. Charlie is what a excited guy. for Bella and, like, to come to Forks and live with him. And that's not that's not in the words that he says. It's all in the action. Which honestly, I think is you know, kind of nice. Cute. I think yeah. that's nice. So I you know, cute. Show, words are pretty, but yeah. they don't mean anything until Actions you put action speak to them. Way louder. Yeah, and I mean, he. You can already see the stark contrast between Charlie and Renee. Um, Justin Bella arriving in Forks. You know, he's already at the airport waiting for her when she stumbles off the plane. By the way, we are playing a drinking game. We sure are. Anytime Bella stumbles or trips or is just just in general clumsy, we are drinking. And anytime there is a, uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Like a Um, stereotypical. Oh, the vampire. The vampires. Mm. Yeah. Like a a corny joke alluding to vampires. To vampires. Yeah. That's a good one. And we will say drink when we are drinking. Don't drink if you're driving, PSA, on your commute to work. Okay, great. <laughs> anyway, drink. <laughs> so, okay. Charlie's there at the airport waiting for her when she falls on her face off of the plane. Um, by the time she, And by the time she arrives there. He catches he, her, though. Does he? Yeah. Oh, that that, just, is that a movie? Is that, or is that in the book? No, it's in the book. He, like, 
Oh, yeah. Okay, okay yeah, yeah. Charlie like, just went know, from, like, like, a 10 out of 10 to, yeah. like, a 12 out of 10. <laughs> I mean, Charlie gets Charlie's better as the... Well, no, I actually don't think he does. Charlie is already... I feel like Charlie's <laughs> super constant the whole time. Yeah, he's just a flat yeah, He is just, just an, an just oblivious there. little angel. <laughs> but, you know, so, she, you know, he catches her when she falls off the plane. She, he has already registered her for school for the very next day. He bought her a car and he cleaned the car. He bought her a laptop. It's already in her bedroom. He installed a phone line. I'm assuming like a personal phone line. I'm sure he had a fucking phone line in his home (laughs) before this. But I I read it as just like a, a phone line to the computer. Like oh, um, did you? Yeah, I I read it as like a. Like I read it as like a like, like a landline. Yeah, her, like a private mm-hmm. line. Okay. Uh, I guess yeah, you whatever. know it doesn't matter really. <laughs> no, she can, she just, can call. <laughs> yeah, but she, you know he does that. The phone line for her. Yeah, he, regardless, he does that so she can call Renee whenever she wants to, because and I quote, "I want you to be happy here." You know, I just he does all these things and. I think if the roles were reversed and Bella was moving from Forks to Phoenix to be with Renee, none of this shit would have been. She would have had to fend for her goddamn self. Oh, yeah. Renee would have been like, oh, let's. I didn't set up anything because we can do it together. And like, you can just show up to school. I'm sure they'll let you like sit in class. Yeah. Bella would have been like, okay, thanks, bitch. Like, and I think that's what Bella's used to because. She even says, like, oh, you didn't have to do that. Like, I was planning on buying myself a car. Yeah. So she, like, already has a mindset of, like, I'm still going to have to take care of myself. Yeah. yeah. She's uber independent. Yes. Very independent. hmm And she also quotes that he had really been fairly nice about the whole thing. And I just, I don't get that. Because he never comes off as wanting anything but to, like, be with her. Yeah. For her to be happy. Yeah. I, I know. I mean, and again. Why wouldn't he be nice about it? Yeah, I just right, and I think the only thing what that would even I'm like losing my train of thought, but also I have it. <laughs> I just like can't get my mouth to we'll ma- get there. to get to my my mind. Um, the only thing I could think of that would make her say that would be the whole "I put my foot down" thing. But I like like you that think they had like a, some like kind of awkward. confrontation yeah. or like an I mean, awkward, we know they feel awkward, but yeah, or even too like we don't know the full details of. I mean. I mean, when Renee left with Bella, Bella was an infant, so it's not like they right. had a falling out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. Yeah, but I guess, you know, if Renee really has harsh feelings towards Charlie for whatever reason. If that bitch was bad-mouthing my She man might have been bad-mouthing him, putting this, you know, bad image in Bella's head. You never know. I mean, she definitely was about Forks, because to yeah. me, the only reason Bella hates Forks is because Renee does. Right. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with Charlie, because when I was reading their, like, relationship bio earlier, it mm-hmm. says... Um, Although they missed each other deeply, they never reconciled their marriage. So I don't think oh, she, they she have, like, any bad blood, animosity bad towards blood. each other. Yeah. yeah. I think they just, you know, she was like, I'm not happy here, and left. But I don't know if maybe, like, does Bella feel like a burden on Renee? So maybe she feels like she She's would be, be a burden, burden on and, like, interrupting Aww. the life that he has going here. What life? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. <laughs> you know. <laughs> The life, the small life that he has. <laughs> the chief life, that's about <laughs> The quaint it. life. Yeah. The, the quaint life, yeah. I mean, yeah, we don't know what Bella's detestation of Forks is really based on. Like, is it the weather? Cool. Rain is awesome. I love rain. Yeah, I could yeah. just, I, just, I could just, you and know, I, sit in the rain and be content. Yeah, and I mean, is that weird? Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was agree like I, I was agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah, that's really yeah, that's weird. weird. <laughs> um, but I mean, and I guess we've just kind of established that we don't believe Renee was like shit talking Charlie or Forks. So I her experience in hating Forks really has to be the handful of one month increments she spent or in the summer with him for like five years because mm-hmm. I know for a fact Renee or Charlie was not putting a toddler on a six-hour solo pilgrimage to Forks. I know that didn't mm-hmm. happen at all. Yeah, I think. And she only went there until she was 14. Yeah, yeah. Before they started going to California instead. Mm-hmm. So she did it, what, four times? Girl, yeah. come on. I mean, I can I can kind of understand why maybe her summers weren't super special because, you know, if she goes to school in Phoenix – not that she had any friends there either, but <laughs> this is a she didn't have the opportunity location. to try and make friends, I guess, in Forks and, like, and just yeah. be around other people. I mean, I guess she was probably around Jacob Jacob, yeah. a good amount, but clearly that doesn't yeah. I mean, I'm <laughs> turn yeah. into anything. It, didn't do much for her. <laughs> yeah. it definitely wasn't a glamorous summer. I know that yeah. she like fished Went with, fishing with Charlie, Charlie and Billy right. and probably Jacob, like. Making mud pies. Yeah, I guess that's not exciting. I mean, if I was hanging out with Jake, I'd make but mud also, pies. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also... This would be a different story if Ariana was the main lead. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I went fishing as a kid and that shit was so fun. I just can't... Yeah, what, yeah. what is Bella's problem? She just hates everything. Somebody tell me. What I, she's I always miserable. and making mud pies. She's always yeah. miserable. She's always crying. You know, what else she, is there? She except just, Edward. Nothing. Yeah. She doesn't like anything except but, Edward. Yeah, she's what like, does she want to do like, yeah i don't think we ever really oh my god other i don't than think she has any hobbies no she doesn't no oh my no. god bella has Except no Edward. hobbies that's oh, her she's hobby such a mary sue okay until she gets her camera but i don't think that's like i don't think that's a hobby that's not that's also a forced hobby well i was gonna say it wasn't <laughs> and it revolves like around her. Edward. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't necessarily ask for it yeah she's like i just want photos of edward in my scrapbook <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Charlie picks her up, and this is when we get our first glimpse of Forks as an environment, and it's also the first time Bella uses a positive adjective to describe the place that she has up to this point only provided disdainful insight on. The quote here is, It was beautiful, of course. I couldn't deny that. Everything was green. The trees, their trunks covered with moss, their branches hanging with a canopy of it the ground covered with ferns, even the air filtered down greenly through the leaves. And that sounds like a fucking place I want to be. Sounds beautiful. Mm -hmm. It sounds gorgeous. But then the very next line, she goes, it was too green. It was alien. (laughs) Too green. Okay, girl. (laughs) What what do you want? Yeah, I mean, I love a, I love a tree. I love a shrub. I I love some rain. The smell of damp earth. Put me Mm -hmm. in the woods. Just just put me out there. Yeah. (laughs) I'll, I'll be happy. Yeah. I mean... Had you been Bella in New Moon, laying in the woods after Edward leaves you, you would have been fine. I would have been fine. <laughs> Just leave me here. <laughs> would have been absolutely fine. <laughs> does Bella like the sun either? She she says she does. She loves in the, the movie. Blistering... She says. She... Oh no, no yeah, she in says the book, it in the book. She, yeah, she, she like does. loves the blistering heat and, and the, the dry sun city yeah. and all of that. I'm like, I don't think. I, I mean, beaches. I could be totally wrong about this, but I feel like she's like to Edward, like, oh, I don't like the sun. Just to show that, like, it's fine that he can't be in the sun. Oh, my God, probably. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. she says she does, and... She says she does, yeah. And then later, I think in another chapter, she says, or maybe it is this chapter, that at one point they are, somebody is talking about LaPush, and in her mind, she's like, beaches should be dry and hot. 
not went gold. I think that, yeah, that's the next chapter, I think. And Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess, so I guess she does like the sun, but it can be sunny there, just not as often. <laughs> and on those days, the Colons are not in school. That's exactly right. I wonder why. <laughs> so now she hates the sunny days. So now, yeah. Now the sun is the devil. Yeah. Um, so when Bella pulls up to the house, she sees the truck, the iconic truck. And she's excited about it. She was a little skeptical on the car ride when Charlie was slowly providing her with the information. It's a little old. And she's like, well, how old is it? I can't afford to maintain an old car. When I first read that section, because I read it like several times because I was trying to decide if I was mad at her or not. I was, when I first read it, I was like, she's being a fucking brat. Yeah. Her dad just bought her a car. It shouldn't matter. And, like, and it's free. She doesn't have to pay for it. Like, it shouldn't matter what he gets her. And I can't but imagine, like, whatever she had saved up for buying her own car would be was going to be any, any better. better. Yeah. I mean, you know. So at first I was like, she's being, like, kind of a brat and I'm really not cool with it. But then as I read it, like, a couple more times, I was like, okay, I can kind of see, like, Honestly, why Honestly, those she's... are questions I would have asked, too. Same. Yeah, so. But I'm a brat, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm a brat as well. We're, so we're definitely brats. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Anyway, um, so what I also do like in her description of the truck is that she says it it was one of those solid iron affairs that never gets damaged, the kind that you see at the scene of an accident, paint unscratched, surrounded by the pieces of the foreign car it had destroyed. And you just kind of think, hmm, maybe maybe there might be a little car accident scene coming up. She is a little clumsy. Maybe she's a little, you know. Bad at driving. <laughs> Probably. Maybe Edward comes to the rescue. We don't know. Yeah. Well, honestly, though. It <laughs> Maybe it could have crushed her. You know, <laughs> even though we totally know, but don't know. <laughs> Never read this before. No spoilers. No, <laughs> no clue. Um, what? I Like, okay, so she wanted to get herself a car just in general. Yeah, because she didn't... Because she didn't want to ride around in the... In the police car. Yeah, yeah. So does Charlie not have a personal car? He literally just has his... Police cruiser? I'm assuming that and that's is his the car? case. Seems well, yeah, small town. Like I don't it. think he, I think he's frugal, so I don't think that he would, he's got a car, and it's a police car, and everybody knows he's a chief, and why have another car when it doesn't matter? He's already got one. It works fine. Yeah. I, I just, could totally see Charlie saying that. Right? Like, that's, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's definitely in his character. He, I, I think just, he would just be like, there's, why, why would I get a second car when I have this one? Mm-hmm. Who cares if it's my work car? Whatever. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, yeah. So, as Bella is unpacking, you get to see a little bit more about how the move, which, again, was her choice, is affecting her. She's really happy that Charlie, unlike Renee, doesn't hover and that he's left her alone to settle in so she doesn't have to pretend to be anything other than dejected. And she does let a few casual tears slide down her cheek like she's in a rainy music video in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, as she's just kind of letting her new life sink she's into her. She's probably like dehydrated from the amount of time she cries. <laughs> I know. Well, she does she has plan. Plane ride. She hasn't. She hasn't fully sobbed yet. She does plan to sob into her pillow come come nightfall. Okay. Who who did people plan that out? Plan to cry later. Yeah. 
Like, yes, but no, I feel like if I'm going to cry, like, it's just going to come. Well, I happen. think if you, yeah, I think if I'm going to cry, it's going to just happen when it happens, unless I'm in a situation where, like, I don't want to be crying there. Like, if I'm at work and yeah. I, uh, like, I. Until w- someone asks you, are you okay? And you're like, and then you're like, and then I'm like, well, now that you like, mentioned it, fine. <laughs> no, I'm a really ugly crier. Fun fact about me, I'm like uglier than Kim K when I cry, and I'll just go, I'll be back. And it's like, my face is like red. I've got the like, the like red queen fully upside down frown from Alice in Wonderland, and I am just so ugly. And then, do yeah. We, do we think Bella is an ugly crier? No, I think she's I feel probably. Like she's not. I feel like she's probably a beautiful crier, the stupid little porcelain doll that she is. <laughs> That's what I think. I think there's. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will. I'm about to. Um, let's talk about her fears. So. She's worried that she's not going to fit in because there are only 357 kids at Forks High School and they have all grown up together for generations. So like that in and of itself, that is scary. That is valid. You, I would a hundred percent if I were in her situation, feel the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard to infiltrate yourself into what you believe are already deep and established connections amongst your peers. Yeah. Plus like. To not be popular at Phoenix when there were a lot more options mm-hmm. and then to go somewhere. Yeah. Where that, like the amount of options you have just shrinks dramatically. Yeah. She's By probably like, oh, There crap. were 3,000 yeah, kids. Yeah. yeah. There were 3,000 kids at Phoenix High School. So she is like, oh, okay, I'm not going to have any friends. See, <laughs> this is going to be terrible. Good thing I'm a junior. Like, But then she's just extremely popular, which I also don't get. Well, and here's... But I guess we'll get into that. I think that she is popular because while she believes she won't be popular because she doesn't look the part of a big city Phoenix girl, she fucking looks the part of a Forks High School girl. Yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, her own description is that she's pale to the point of translucency. She has dark eyes, dark hair. She's slender, not fit because she is ultimately clumsy. And it is a miracle that this bitch has not lived her life in a bubble or is in a full body cast. But she feels like that she doesn't look like she's glamorous Mm -hmm. and phoenix is apparently a glamorous place (laughs) yeah but like if she had looked the part of a glamorous phoenix girl i think and she still has like this Mm self-conscious like nobody's gonna like me whatever Mm -hmm. she would stick out like a sore thumb here yeah 100 percent. that would just make it worse it would make it so much worse she might feel like she fits in you know later with the cullens better because she would be like hot and beautiful but i still think like sounds pretty to me yeah yeah i mean if i'm taking kristen stewart who i think is gorgeous out of the equation and just going in my mind of like the book description Mm -hmm. she sounds like a fucking 10. A Forks 10, a Phoenix 4, but a, but a 10 nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a 10 nonetheless. Um, but, and this exa- this anxiety is exacerbated by the fact that she also just, in general, feels like she doesn't relate to people, period. Um, and that alludes to the fact that she wasn't popular at Phoenix, mm-hmm. or at Phoenix High School, not at Phoenix, the city. But. Well, and just something else yeah. that, like, I guess we can also bring this up later when we get more into her first day but I feel like she should be so much more socially awkward than she actually than she is coming from a place where she's just a loner and like to herself like yeah I don't know that she's like socially awkward as much as she's she's like like, shy and quiet yeah 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 well 
I guess that would still kind of be socially awkward, but I, I feel like she's just more like uninterested than anything else. Okay. Like, yeah. isn't really paying attention to like who these people are, what their names are, whatever. And then as soon as she sees the call and she's like honed in, like, that's all right, true. this is what I care about. And like, yeah. that's it. Yeah. I Means beauty really is everything. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling uh, me. <laughs> Um, but so if she had, and I keep saying, but so, so that sucks for me. Well. If she had, <laughs> if Bella had all of these insecurities previously, which I imagine she did, then I again have to ask what makes Fork so special to be so absolutely detestable to her? Why does she despise it so much? And like I said earlier, it does really sound like she was an Arizona four and a Forks 10. So... I would just have to believe that Renee is largely, if not the sole reason, that Bella hates Forks because to me there's just no other evidentiary support at this time to claim otherwise. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't really think we ever find out. We, because she I, ends up growing to, to love, love Forks. And by loving Forks, she, she loves, loves Edward. Edward. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think maybe if – Renee had never even if Renee wasn't like shit talking Charlie I'm sure she was probably like well you know Forks is rainy I know you don't like it like blah 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 like look at the big city I'm sure it's subconscious ideas like into her head about it yeah Yeah. and if if she was like you know I was so unhappy there Bella has is gonna form an opinion just based off of that she can't she can't be unbiased yeah, I also just don't understand Bella's interest. I understand Renee's interest in like a big bustling city. Yeah, fast paced, exciting. Yeah, but not Bella. Like, girl's right. clumsy. She's going to be walking into all these people that are bustling around her. Traffic and hit by a car. Yeah. And I ask how she's not been in a body cast before right. or a bubble. <laughs> she has like zero interests. So, like, I don't. Yeah. What is so great about a big city if you're not doing anything? Yeah. She doesn't have any, she didn't have any friends, it seems. So, again, what is she doing in a city by herself? Hanging with Renee? Well, she doesn't fit in anywhere. So, I don't, we actually don't even know how she truly feels about Phoenix other than she likes the weather. I think the first line of the book is that she loves Phoenix. Or one of the, right in the first paragraph, she loves Phoenix. Yeah, but she, like, doesn't say anything, like. Any reason why. She doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that she likes the vigorous city and the weather, but. Her character doesn't really. Maybe yeah, again, it's just liking the idea of it, but not necessarily. I think she likes it because her mother likes it. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, think that's it. <laughs> and she hates forks because her mother hates, hates forks. forks. All right, yeah, that's that's a great point. I, yeah. I agree. So sad. Yeah. She's so independent, but has like no original thoughts. I feel yeah, like no. I don't want maybe not original thoughts, but I just feel like her opinions on some things up to this point like don't seem to be her own yeah yeah i agree even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yep. All right. So, uh... Bella doesn't sleep well that night, even after she finally lets herself sob into her pillow. And that's exhausting. It is. Mm-hmm. She'll be able to fall asleep right after, unless yeah. you have like a pounding headache, I guess. That's when you just pop a couple Advil, take a <laughs> swig of water, and fall into a coma. Yeah. <laughs> well, she doesn't do that because the wind and the rain outside are keeping her up. The next morning is filled with a thick fog, which apparently triggers her claustrophobia that we never hear of again. Yeah. (laughs) Never. Never again. I just feel like maybe that was Stephanie Meyer's like flippant way of like her. Diving into the fact that it's like. She feels trapped there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Bella describes it as you could never see the sky here. It was like a cage, which I mean, I, I guess I understand that if someone's feeling like overwhelmed or depressed or anxious and it's, and it's just always cloudy and yeah. rainy and the wind's always howling at your window and it's so the fog is so thick that thick, you can't yeah. see you know 10 feet in front of you I yeah. yeah that feels like isolating I love that I love that too <laughs> I think it's so fun oh my god it's so fun I love a it's spooky foggy morning scary like if you're driving and you can't see anything but I love it well no I just want to like sit on the balcony and like sit in the fog Oh, I want to, like, walk around in it and pretend that I'm in some, like, apocalyptic universe and, like, at any moment something crazy could happen. And, like, I love it. It just really, like, hits. Yeah. I love the rainy night, foggy morning combo. Same. Mm -hmm. Love it. And the Mm -hmm. smell. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The smell. The smell (laughs) of the outside. Um, So then they have a quiet breakfast, her and Charlie. He wishes her good luck for the first day at her new high school, and then he goes off to work. And Bella refers to the police station as his wife and family, which I think is sad. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. Do she, we think do we think Charlie heard her crying the night before? I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I go back and forth on that. Mm-hmm. Because if she was sobbing into her pillow as she like said that she was gonna do, then that was yeah. that had to be muffled. But yes. also that their house is small. It's right. really tiny. And if the walls are thin, like But I imagine the 
like in my head, and I don't know if this is maybe just from the movie, like the bathroom separates their rooms. Like I feel like her they're, room is on one side. I think they're side. across the hall from each other. And like, okay, you know my parents' house, mm-hmm. my bedroom, my mm-hmm. childhood was across from my parents' room. Yeah. In between us was Casey's room. Yeah. You could, I could be in my bedroom and hear my mom talking on the phone or talking to my dad okay. in the same room. Yeah. Like, A, she has a loud voice, so do I. That's where I got it from. I mean, if they were talking like a normal voice like this, I couldn't. But if you're being even a little bit loud about something, and I feel like if we're just going off of like spatial from the movie, yeah. it, there's a chance he could hear her depending on how, no, I, you know, how I loud she was I can imagine if he hears like a soft like soft sob and he's just laying in bed no like, i could i could like, picture him just like hyperventilating like oh my god what am i doing like eyes just wide staring, at, staring the at the ceiling yeah. or like Hands turned over, over his on chest, his side like, like yeah. just sad that she's not like, as happy as he is yeah oh poor charlie Ugh, so sad. he he gets happy later we just have that to look forward to yeah <laughs> um but i just think like she is regularly brushing herself off i feel like as part of his family yeah like she calls him Charlie unless like, behind his back. Yeah, yeah unless mm-hmm. speaking directly to him, which lacks the familial intimacy. And I don't know if that also comes from like her relationship with him growing up and with Renee. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he is. They. She does describe him and herself as like awkward, and they don't really talk about their feelings. So even though I'm sure he felt like he was having like a dad outing with her, like they were never going to talk about that. Yeah. Right. Well, what do you think? Like, I can't imagine. I'm she sure was like, like five, calling him Charlie. No. No. So like. I wonder when... When it's probably when she became, like, a little bit older, I would say between... When she put her foot down? Yeah, I would say at 14, at the very least. Yeah. But I doubt... I mean, I don't think that he was, in their summers together, being, like, overly affectionate with her. Like, you know, giving her a hug or, like, yeah. a, or like fatherly encouragement, because I just don't think he... I think he himself doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And doesn't want to make her uncomfortable, so he'll just be uncomfortable. Which is kind of sad, actually, because Charlie never really got the chance to be a dad or a husband um like Bella wasn't around and Renee left him so he's just kind of new at this and he doesn't know what that familial intimacy like you were talking about before what that's supposed to feel like what he's supposed to do as a dad yeah yeah you can't really build that for one month Mm -hmm. a summer yeah for a year you can't feel close to someone like that right and even too like she's like at the age where she wants to you know be on her own. Be on her own, yeah. And, yeah. and mm-hmm. she's already independent as it is. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he probably realizes he's not going to have that with her, even though he wants to try. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> Renee really uh, took everything away from him. I yeah. just like we'll, imagine we'll that he was so excited being married to a woman that he thought was like, the tops, and mm-hmm. then he, they're live together, and they have a baby, and he's like, "Oh my god, this is so exciting! Yeah. Like yeah. this is everything I've ever wanted." And then he just like wakes up one day, and Renee's gone with their yeah. child, and I think he, so. When I was reading their bio, their like relationship, mm-hmm. it made it sound like so we know Charlie grew up in Forks, yeah, and Renee is from. Downey, California, and she meets him while she's passing through on a trip with her friends. Yeah. And she continues on on her trip, and then it says, like, they're still thinking about each other, like, the whole time, and then she stops and sees him again on the way back, and then he convinces her to stay a little longer. Okay. And then it almost made it seem like he proposes to her, like, 
in that short span of meeting each other. It's a whirlwind, whirlwind romance. That's literally wow. what... What that's, it says. That's what it says. And she, because it says Renee gets like wrapped up in the whirlwind romance that she says yes to the proposal. Yeah. And then they have this like cute little marriage. Well, this I am- is on the beach, but. Well, like, I imagine that. Where is their beach? They oh, actually. Probably La Push. Yeah, but. Yeah. La Push. In later, which I'm going to get into like shortly. One of the photos is from Vegas for their wedding. So I'm like, oh, was it in yeah, Vegas yeah. or on the beach? They did get married in Vegas. Maybe. Well, there are beaches. Uh, no, in I'm Vegas, pretty sure it did there? say that. No, isn't Vegas like in the middle of in the, the desert? desert? Yeah, you're <laughs> they got actually married fully by like right, Elvis and I've or been something. There, so I don't know. Well, anyway, it is interesting actually. If you th- now that you've said that, and there's like thoughts, Renee, this was probably their like each other's like first love. Because yeah. if they're tw- if she's twenty when she gives birth to Bella, that means that she would probably like just graduated high school and was on like a road trip, after you know her first road trip with her friends like after high school, and she meets this boy, this other man, you know whatever. I guess mm-hmm. I'm not gonna call him a man because he's probably also a teenager at this time, <laughs> or if not like early twenties, yeah, like yeah. twenty, and she's like eighteen. Like, I imagine for both of them, Maybe it was... Maybe that was what was appealing to her. Yeah. I, I imagine it was just so, like... I mean, your first love hits you hard. Right. Yeah. So... But even then, too, I'm sure, like, they probably, like, never really got out of the honeymoon phase, and then the second that phase ended, Renee was like, see you later. Like, yeah, the second that she felt trapped, trapped. in her life with yeah. a child and a husband. Because they probably felt... For the beginning of their relationship, I'm sure they were on, like, cloud nine together. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. And then I guess shit got real. I mm. almost feel like they were in the honeymoon phase until, like, maybe six months after Bella's birth. Yeah. And then it was just like, uh, this is not what I want. Yeah. Not necessarily having a child, because she does take Bella with her, and if she didn't want a child, she would have left Bella behind. Yeah, I don't but... think it had anything to do with having Bella. I think she just felt trapped. Yeah, I think she wanted... In a life that she was, like, really excited about and, like, dove into. Yeah. And I still don't think it has anything necessarily to do, to do with, with Charlie. Charlie. I think yeah. it was the location, but in the bio, it talks about Charlie's parents were ill, so he was taking care of them. Okay. So Renee felt like he was always, like, working or always taking care of his parents, so he wasn't necessarily always around. To, like, pay attention to her. Yeah. And so he didn't want to leave... His parents when when they were when she, maybe going to die when Renee left and took Bella so he didn't want to like stop them or go with them because he didn't want to leave his parents. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I mean that actually makes a whole lot of sense. That makes because a lot of sense. This, this I learned so many things on this little bio. Like <laughs> that I did what not know. what I had to like envisioned was her just kind of leaving abruptly and there being like not really a lead up or a conversation. Yeah. But maybe if his parents were sick, maybe sh- you know that kind of contributed like over time yeah, she felt neglected yeah, yeah i'm sure well but also that's like what adults do when you're you take care of the people that you yeah. love sorry that my parents are ill and i can't give you a hundred percent of my attention right now mm-hmm. i have to work and put food on the table and and clearly she was provide doing our, our, yeah. a light of money and so we can live and also my parents maybe are gonna die like yeah. that's that's just i mean again that just kind of shows me that renee is a bit immature and mm-hmm. she was immature at the time and maybe is still now well she also 
didn't have a good relationship with her her parents. Okay. Oh, she, she can't understand why he's... Right. She doesn't so get it. So her father was never around and never had much contact with her. And she said her relationship with her mother was difficult due to their difference in personalities. Her mother was bitter and difficult. And Renee was artistic and whimsical and, you know, free-spirited. Mm, yeah. So they didn't have a great relationship. So she didn't have a good relationship with really either of her parents. I see. Makes so. sense. Yeah, she doesn't know. She doesn't know what a, I don't want to say like a stable family, but she doesn't know what like a love, a super loving family that is, you know, stereotypical. Right. That, that, that what that looks like. All right. That makes a lot of sense. So now I still don't really love dissected Renee. their <laughs> whole relationship. I mean, we know more <laughs> about Charlie and Renee than we know about Bella. At this point, yeah. We'll get there, I think. But do we? Do we want to know more about Bella? Bella? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so anyway. Yeah, back, back to, actually, back actually, to the chat. Actually, we, we might know everything that we already need to know about Bella. She cries. She's miserable. <laughs> she loves Edward. Edward, does, that, does that any of that change? That's her personality. Throughout the trait. entire series? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe she likes to read. That's all I have. She's good, yeah. at, good at school. Maybe. Yeah, but is that just, like, her burying herself yeah, in she, like, academics because she has nothing else? else to do? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She's so And boring. look up vampires on the internet. Yeah, she was really into that, yeah. so. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, back to her referring to the police station as his family and wife. Uh, again, I imagine that is because he buried himself in his work mm-hmm. and leaned on them when Renee up and left. Yeah. He didn't have anything or anybody else, and obviously he was already... Very involved with work. Yeah. While they were still living there. Yeah. So. But that's, he didn't have a choice, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, I don't think he necessarily Can't holds blame them. Him for that. No. Yeah, I think he used his work to distract him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what else was he going to do? If he, he had already decided he wasn't going to go after them, so. Um, but I don't think he necessarily holds them to a more familial status than he does his own daughter. I just think yeah. he doesn't know how to have a relationship with. Her. Her. Yeah, because he doesn't, he's never had the opportunity to build one until now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And her being just as awkward, I'm sure it's not like super comfortable feeling like he cares. And maybe even Renee like had said this at some point that like, oh, all he cares about is work. Yeah. Yeah. So to feel like work is more significant or important than you as like his daughter, sure doesn't feel great. super great either. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just wanted to touch on the fact that his job is in law enforcement, uh, but without getting into all the politics of it, the idea of police in the most general form should represent public order, safety, authority, and protection. So it's overall a pretty clean-cut standard idea that there are laws and laws of society and nature, and they're meant to be followed. Yet, right under his little nose, our little Charlie has a whole world that exists outside of all of these laws. So he's got werewolves and vampires running around in his own, his own town. And what's funny that is that when, no when he <laughs> finally does learn of at least a little something, he is like, what? This isn't happening. I'm going to close my eyes yeah. <laughs> pretend like I can't see it. I love my granddaughter who is 15 in one month. <laughs> Aging at the speed he's of He's like, life. Bella, of all life. of a sudden you're a stunning model. What happened? And you're not aging yeah. while you're adopted niece daughter is is growing at the speed of life 
the speed of life. The speed of mm-hmm. life. <laughs> You're not growing, and she's growing way too fast. She's you know, growing maybe, maybe this speaks to the Volturi's law enforcement, because clearly they got that shit under wraps. <laughs> 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 they need to work together and teach Charlie a few things. Oh my gosh. Um, so, Charlie goes off to work. Bella explores the house a little bit. The kitchen, much like Bella's bedroom, was unchanged. It looked the way Renee had left it with its dark paneled walls, white Ugh. linoleum floors, Ugh. and bright yellow cabinets. <laughs> Disgusting. That- <laughs> you would think such a whimsical, free-spirited, spirited, like artistic woman would have better design sense. Fucking foul. <laughs> Maybe it was like a, a project like a in the works. Maybe. And she Fair. abandoned it. You know, she's like started with the cabinets and then and was then like, was actually, like, this is I'm actually going to leave you <laughs> and this project behind. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, maybe, but also gross. What a gal. What a gal. I, you, would, you really would think that the first thing to brighten up the space would be to do the walls White and walls. not the fucking cabinets yeah. Yeah. in one room. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, she could have painted the walls yellow or white yeah. or literally anything. Any, any that's, other color. Yeah. It's <laughs> not this like dark panel against gross dirty yeah, linoleum I'm, I'm picturing like mahogany like or like dark cherry or like you ever see those like dads with their man cave offices and everything is like dark as fuck mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like literally feels like a cave that is what i picture and then these sun yellow blinding like gives you a headache yeah cabinets cabinets yeah yeah mm. gross well she tried did she mm-hmm. Maybe this was, like, her way of, like... Her cry for help. <laughs> yeah. Either her cry for help or a little, like, I'm leaving Sela a bitch. Enjoy this. Enjoy this the way Let's I see if you really love her if you keep it this way for the rest of our lives. 18 years. It's her parting gift. Gross. And he kept it forever. Um, so then sure she moves on to the living great. room. What? I'm sure he's like, oh, she did all this nice work. (laughs) Kept herself busy while I was at work myself. (laughs) Yeah, like, do you think he just came home from work one day and was like, oh, yellow cabinets, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I do. I think he came home and was like, that looks interesting. I love you. (laughs) Meanwhile, she had, like, painted help into the... So then she moves on to the living room, which is described as handkerchief-sized with a small fireplace. And over the fireplace are a series of photos. One is Charlie and Renee's wedding photo from Vegas, which we were just talking about, so I'm not sure if... I mean, obviously, this is more canon than the fandom site, yeah. so I guess they got married in Vegas, but yeah. the fandom site said a beach. Well, maybe they did... Maybe, <laughs> maybe they, they did, did their... Too. Yeah, maybe they did, like, a... Vegas like shotgun wedding and then they did a, a ceremony like at in like Forks for Charlie's family for all their friends. Oh, okay. it's like for all their the friends beach. that they don't have. I mean, Charlie lived there his whole life, so he's got Billy Black. You know, okay, he's yeah. got you're he's right, got a right. community there, so yeah. maybe that you know they have photo from it's a reception. Aww, like a little ceremony with his Quillute friends on La Push. Oh yeah, cute, so cute. I like that. I'll keep it. Okay, it's canon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the next photo is Charlie, Renee, and Bella in the hospital after Bella is born. And then it's just a series of Bella's school photos up through the last year. See, Charlie fucking loves Bella. He's obsessed mm-hmm. with her. And he's, he, well, I think he just loved the whole family. Yeah. He's still got Renee up there, which makes Bella very uncomfortable. But I, I just don't think she understands the, no, the dynamic of their relationship. No. Well, I also think that she thinks Charlie is just hung up 
on Renee. Yeah. And, like, that's it. But yeah. I think there's more to it. It's it's Renee, it's Bella, it's the family, it's the life that they could have been dove into very quickly and mm-hmm. then just as quickly was mm-hmm. taken away from him. Yeah. Yeah. Without much discussion. Yeah. I would imagine. So, I, could, I understand. I mean, after, what, 17 years, I don't know if I would want to keep living in that Shrine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, though, to, like, people, like, the photos do, are people do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, there are people definitely who have such a hard time moving on, and I feel like Charlie, like, like on the outside seems like, oh, it's, like, okay, like, but on the inside, like, I think he's, he's either... she's going to come back. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I agree with that in terms of him hoping that she's going to come back. I think maybe he's thought about it, but yeah. at this point stage i don't think that he is still hoping that well, she's no, gonna come back i think with that Phil at this point but yeah well yeah but i think i i think that he's let that go but he still has love for her and like mm-hmm. he's he is never yeah. even i think when he later down the line marries the widowed sue clearwater i don't think that he would be the kind to take down the photos of him and renee like uh, maybe of their wedding day, sure, but the ones of him and Bella and, and Renee, like at the hospital, like no, I yeah. don't think he's one to like would... erase that history, and I right. don't think. Whereas Renee, hundred percent, I'm sure she didn't have a single fucking photo of Charlie and them Mm-mm. together. Not no even way. the bir- not even the hospital photo. You don't think so? No. Even maybe like deep buried in a closet somewhere. I I don't only because that was such a dark time for her. I don't think that she would have kept any of it. I mean, maybe. We don't know, but that's just how I picture her. Plus, if she's so, like, gypsy, which is kind of how I picture her, I just don't imagine that she left with a bunch of stuff. I don't, like, leaving, yeah, like, you know, like, left forks with, like, photos. Probably had the one photo or, and left it with him. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I see that. So, Bella can't bring herself to stay in the house any longer, and she takes off her school. It's drizzling, and she says that she misses the sound of the dry gravel crunching under her feet as she walks to the car as opposed to the sloshing of her waterproof boots that she's now rocking out there um in her truck it's nice and dry cleaned up by either charlie or billy but still smells of tobacco gasoline and peppermint it's an interesting scent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. could be nauseating yeah mm-hmm. but i don't I mean, imagine those are all very distinct distinct very distinct yeah and like the combination of them yeah who knows? The tobacco and peppermint actually, I think, would be lovely together because yeah. you have like that light, crisp, fresh scent layered with that like heavy scent of tobacco. Mm-hmm. Like but menthol. The, yeah, but the <laughs> gasoline—that's a wild mm. card. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, some people really enjoy that smell. I don't dislike the smell of gasoline. I, you know, it's not something where I'm like, oh, this is terrible. It's not. I don't think I would get a gasoline-scented candle, but <laughs> you know. And when gasoline has, like, gotten into my car, I'm like, oh, this is not, don't love that. I just, this is just giving things, me, yeah. like, flashbacks to, uh, what's that show? My Strange Addiction, where they this one lady, like, sniffs gasoline. <laughs> oh, my God. So Forks High School is just off the highway, quote, like most other things in Forks. Wait, can I interrupt? Yes. Okay, so, like, what do you guys picture Forks to look like, the town of Forks to look like? Like, do you think it's got like a main street? Do you think it's just like literally just all like, like forest roads, like alone? Like you're. Do Both. you think things are close? No. no, I think it's like forest and highway. Yeah, and then like 
a main street with like a little town and the diner and the diner and yeah the sports store but like nothing's probably like, I, walkable i don't think you can walk no yeah. well no you could like anything. walk main street but you'd have to drive and like to main street. all the yeah. streets that you drive on are probably just road and trees like yeah that's it yeah like it's probably like i'm i feel like i'm thinking in my head like it's probably like a maybe like a suburban square situation or like you know like an uh, like an outside strip mall situation and then yeah. there's like nothing around it and yeah. then you have to like go like especially in the movies you see them they're always driving on like windy just like so mm-hmm. i was gonna say i imagine like straight highway with like trees and whatnot like maybe that's how you get to the school but then mm-hmm. to get like to the cullens mm-hmm. it's like a main road that's like windy through the woods and then mm-hmm. like, like a two-lane road like one yeah. lane going you know this way, so i feel like it's like far and few between and it's either highway or like winding or roads. like winding mm-hmm. roads okay. i feel like they probably had like crazy wood parties Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And I've never I been to one. Mike, you know the Quileutes get down. I know. Oh, yeah. oh my God. And oh, I'm sure yeah. Mike and his little Jack friends threw so many keggers in the woods. Mm-hmm. I Like, I want to say yes, but I also feel like Mike's maybe they're a nerds. little bit of like a, yeah, like a goody two-shoes. Oh, yeah. Maybe, mm. yeah. I don't know. I'm I sure I there's like kids in the high school that definitely, that definitely did that, but yeah. I can't decide how I feel about Mike doing it. But I know the Quileutes were having bonfires on the beaches. I know. Out in the woods, like howling, and they don't really know like why it's like funny and cute that they're you know? howling. And they don't, they don't know like why they have the urge, but they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <can> vampire. <laughs> like, I'm going to chug this beer. They chug it, crush it, and they're like, <laughs> like shirtless steaming and like yeah <laughs> like it's canon, like the quilly version of like a frat boy yeah they probably like do like a i forget what that's called oh a skull crusher yeah yeah they probably do that like like fuck it and sam's like just down the beach like these fucking kids like, hey, no. sam's like sam's like oh they got them wolf instincts <laughs> I'm going to take them under my wing in two years. See, like, I feel like werewolves probably get really fucked up, but, like, I feel like vampires can't get drunk. Oh, Oh my my God. God. That sucks. (gasps) That sucks. (laughs) But I I can also see Emmett, like, he's like, watch me crush this can, bitch. (laughs) I can see him do that, but I I feel like Watch me drink these five 30 racks and and still drive, like, but sober and, like, good. (laughs) He's like, "How how many kegs can I drink? Before I feel something. Yeah. 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 Like, like, I I feel like werewolves definitely get, like, rocked. When oh, my drink. God. Yeah. But, like, vampires are just like, I am the same. I feel- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like Quileutes are, like, the cool, like, party boys. Yeah. And then, yeah. Like, the, like, the vampires are, like, the nerd party boys mm-hmm. that, like, yes. will drink, but, like, nothing happens. But I also feel like out of all the Cullens slash Hales, whatever you yeah. want to call them, Emmett, I feel like Emmett's probably the, I feel like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I feel like Emmett would be the only one who would be down to, like, party and drink. Emmett's definitely the coolest one. Yeah, I feel like the rest of them would be, like, I don't know, "Eh." I could see Alice, like. Maybe Alice. Yeah, okay. Loki, like, maybe trying to, like, keep up with Emmett in, like, a fun way. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. But, like, But I feel like, I I feel like Edward and Rosalie, like, wouldn't even bother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Edward and Rosalie are, like, sitting on the sides, like, they're so sweet. Yeah. But Emmett's, like. Alice, let's see how many times I can bend your tiny body. And she's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, the Volturi definitely like have wine. Yeah, yeah. but do uh, they get drunk? Do they get drunk, or is no. it just like they for can. show? I don't think they can no physically they like can. process it. Yeah, actually, yeah. do they even want to drink it? Because all they want to drink is blood. Do well, if you if you think about it, if you think about it, you think they do like like a you spiked. get you get drunk because 
whatever the alcohol goes into, goes into your, your blood. bloodstream and vampires don't have blood so i guess it's literally impossible yeah they don't have blood but they're drinking blood fuck and they probably don't even enjoy the taste of it well, wow right, this is so whoa <laughs> well i guess that's one check in the column of never mind i don't want to be a vampire <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely sounds more fun to be uh, a werewolf. werewolf i know but i'm like is what's cooler like immortality or like getting lit both i would like to be able to get lit and be immortal but but werewolves are not immortal they only yeah, live they, they only live, live as long as the person they well, imprint on so just pull better, a, on better pull a jake up and uh yeah. spoiler alert better pull a jake up here yeah. and then you don't have to worry about it that's exactly right do you remember when we were talking about the high school and being off of the highway <laughs> no i don't actually um yeah so <laughs> so yeah Anyways. the wood parties because there's so much woods around yes. around so let's get back into the high school that's shall we? definitely a thing so like outside of the woods <laughs> down the highway yeah. where these parties are happening there's also a high school <laughs> <laughs> Um, that Bella describes all their fucking <laughs> we haven't parking talked. lot. Don't 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 get ahead of ourselves. But anyways, that you will to be determined. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. So uh, we Bella- give spoilers all the time. It's whatever. <laughs> okay, spoiler. We've recorded this episode three times. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> So, uh, Bella describes the school as looking like a collection of matching houses built from bricks. It's surrounded by many trees and shrubs, and Bella wonders, where was the feel of the institution? Where were the chain link fences? The metal detectors? <laughs> I just don't get high school from her description of a high school. Yeah, high school me neither. From her description either. I, I, sounds like a prison. I it's not like have a prison. chain link fences or metal detectors where I went to high school. I, I mean, I think for me, it's more her use of the word institution. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah. It is it's a the learning institution, institution. But, but like, yeah. Uh, but you, I feel like you rarely hear the word, at least nowadays, you rarely hear the word institution attached to schools. You yeah. hear them attached to like mental insti- institutions, like uh, reformation institutions, like, yeah. you know, AKA like hospitals. The for- Institute of Fine Art. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, college. But I just, I feel like what she's saying is weird. And I, I no, feel like I maybe we only get that vibe because we know how she feels about about forks. being mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. forks and that mm-hmm. she already feels trapped and like maybe already feels like it's a prison. So yeah. she's like, Which right. is such like, but I am confused it makes about the sense no of metal sense. detectors. Why do you feel like you're trapped in a, in a town where there's so much open, open space? <laughs> It's yeah. the cloud cover. It she just makes trapped. no sense. It's the clouds. What did the clouds ever do to her? Uh, no sun. And <laughs> she likes the heat and the sun on her skin. Well, you know so what? So now she feels trapped. Which is also ironic because she picks Edward. But anyway, we'll just get there. Oh, my God. She picks Edward? Who's Edward? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Edward. Edward. Oh, <laughs> Edward. Yes. But no, it's. I feel like everything she wants and likes, at least from what happens in the beginning is not it's completely what she contradictory to like what she said later on yeah. in life yeah but whatever she is a walking contradiction yeah. she's a lot of things mm-hmm. and you know we went to an affluent high school and grew up in an affluent area and it's with the same kind of campus that was multiple buildings yeah before before they rebuilt it. yeah i just we, i don't know if that's like us being i mean I mean, even, like, my high school wasn't multiple buildings, but there weren't any metal detectors, like. Yeah. Like, we just had one building, but. Um, I think it's 
Definitely to do with the district and the area. Because there, I mean, even just over yonder, we have the schools that have the like bars on the windows and stuff. Do we? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So well, I think it's definitely like the area that it's in. But I, if it's more of like a like in the city, maybe. Oh yeah, maybe that is I like think, a city. I think it could be a city thing. Yeah, because if she sure. went to Phoenix High School, like maybe they yeah. maybe the high school was in the city, mm-hmm. and that's not like saying. And this is like very rural suburban. Yeah. All right, so maybe like metal detectors in the city in a city high school, especially with three thousand kids. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. I, I could right. imagine okay. that a little more. And especially, I mean, this was in 2005. I guess, like, shit was happening in 2005. But yeah. I would imagine now, like, even probably, like, affluent high schools and middle schools probably have metal detectors. Yeah. If they're not, like, in your face, they're probably discreet at the very least. Yeah. yeah. All right. Because I know when we, even in the new building, you had to go in that one door. Yeah, through if and it well, automatically locked if you were late. If the bell, <laughs> yeah, you had you. to walk in the front in between, you know, seven a.m. and seven twenty when the first bell rang. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> not to say that um, people who go to schools that are poor deserve to have metal detectors around them. I don't want it to come off. That's like what we were saying, or that that's like only a poor school thing, right? Yeah, but it's just not something I've experienced. So it's just. Well, that's it's I weird that that's what she first like. thinks of, but yeah. yeah. But I guess since we've sp- spoken about it and decided that she probably, you know, Phoenix High School was probably, like, in the city, it mm-hmm. does make a little bit more sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, aside from the metal detectors and expecting fences everywhere, which I could expect fences on, like, athletic fields. Yeah, I've just never, I've never seen, even with what we were just saying i've never seen a school completely with a fenced fence in. around it uh elementary schools yes oh i guess so like toddlers aren't fucking running yeah, away yeah and but... like weird creeps aren't just walking on walking and taking yeah. kids you know i've yeah. <laughs> okay yeah yes <laughs> yeah. elementary schools 100% yeah. okay. do my elementary school did and like around the school though or around like maybe like the rec area like the playground or I mean, not from, like, the sidewalk when you're walking up to the doors to, like, enter the school, but around the entire property, yes. Yeah. Like, with the parking lot, maybe not the parking, at least my elementary school, not the parking lot, but the elementary school that's right by here, mm-hmm. it's fenced in even around the parking lot, because right next to their parking lot is the field for them, so it's fully fenced in, but my elementary school... From, like, the residential side, not, like, the where you pull into the front of the school. That had a fence as well because that was, like, field and then playground and then building. Okay. Well. But right. our middle school didn't have fen- – wasn't fenced in. No, just the fields were. None of my schools were fenced in. The only thing that was fenced in was the playground. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and, like, the, the football field. That's it. Yeah, the athletic field with yeah. the track and all that because they don't want people, like, fucking around on there. up yeah. there. Yeah. Well, all that aside, I still don't think this campus makes any sense because... It's they, a California campus. It, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. In Forks, Washington, where it's constantly raining and snowing, and you have I, to constantly go outside, go outside between classes. I guess regionally <laughs> it makes sense. You know, Washington is close to California. I'm sure many schools along the western seaboard, like, you know, West America, yeah. have California campuses because that's, like, the standard there. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make any sense. 
not not for there. <laughs> not for not for Forks, Washington. And Bella sure hates it next chapter. But everybody else loves it. <laughs> the kids love it. I liked it when we oh, had everybody it. Everybody is so excited next chapter and she's absolutely miserable. miserable. What else is new? Well, yeah. That's but what no, I'm saying. I I like the layout. We we already know everything we need to know about Bella. <laughs> <laughs> she cries and she's miserable. Um no, yeah, I liked the layout. Nice fresh air. Yeah, between fresh classes. air between classes. Mm-hmm. It was great. So then Bella gets her feel of the institution when she walks into the small, brightly lit office with its padded folding chairs, orange-flecked commercial carpet, and notices Ugh. an awards cluttering the walls with a big clock ticking loudly. Do you think, like, poor interior design choices are... <laughs> choices? Choices are... Common? Um, like a forks requirement? <laughs> Probably. I just like how detailed this tacky little room description was i know like i'm so glad that she gave us that same because i can see it yeah i fucking see it yep um so she introduces herself to one of the women working behind the desks and the woman reacts to her introduction i have no idea what that is (laughs) (laughs) there's a nice big misspelling in our google doc yeah no i don't even know what that that leads is not even supposed to be there anyway um (laughs) she introduces herself one of the women working behind the desk and the woman's reaction to Bella's introduction leaves Bella to believe that she's been expected in a hot topic of gossip as the daughter of the chief's flighty ex-wife come home at last. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's wrong. Nope. No, 100% that not. That is some tea. You know the town was rife <laughs> yeah. with... Especially a small town. Oh, 100%. everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everything. Absolutely. You cannot, you know, tiptoe outside your house one minute past curfew because somebody will tell your parents. Oh my yeah. god! And you and flighty ex-wife. You know those exactly people what were they shit talking, Renee. You know Ugh. that they were just. I mean, they're Team Charlie. I mean, they're they're potentially Charlie. rightfully so. We, I can know, hear it now. I don't know so. why I'm hearing in my head like a southern accent, but I just hear these women in the diner. <laughs> I mean, I know they're. Clearly not in the South, but I just hear these like sassy women in my head, like in the diner type of coffee, you know, like give me that Southern accent, Marissa. His ex wife, (laughs) she is flighty. I can't believe she would leave a man like Charlie, Mm -mm, not the chief. That's what I hear. I just can't. I know, I know it's wrong, but very rural. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's still rural. That is some net flighty ex wife. That is a dig. (laughs) A dig. I, I and I don't know, like Renee, so I'm here for it. Yeah, I I want to know like where the gossip train started. Like, you know do you what? think he like mentioned it to someone in no, the diner, it, and then probably it just been was wildfire? Like, yeah. I I'm, feel like it's been I'm sure he's years in the making. Yeah, like, oh, his daughter only comes around in the summer. I wonder what's going on. Over but I mean, there. like with her, maybe like, when he got her laptop, yeah, yeah, signing up for school. I'm sure he went in and said hello. Madam at the front desk, I would like to register my daughter, Isabella you know, Swan, for classes. And then she was like, okay, yes, chief. And he left and she turned around and she goes, y'all, you hear that? I'm sure. I'm sure that's <laughs> how it started. Oh, 100%. Y'all too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I say y'all and I'm from Pennsylvania. So. <laughs> no, I say it too. <laughs> I'm just sure that shit hit in the office mm-hmm. and it, it was, yeah. it was, Everybody in that town knew about it by lunchtime. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. And then he went to the diner, and they were like, 
I hear Bella's coming. coming. Oh no, Isabella. Isabella. I heard Isabella's coming. Which again kind of speaks to the point you made earlier about how nobody knows vampires or werewolves exist. You don't know anything else. If tea spreads like (laughs) Like wildfire, why does nobody know that something is amiss? Yeah, they have to be so careful. No missteps. So careful. Yeah. No missteps except every misstep. Fucking Edward makes the second Bella steps onto campus. Wow, a lot the, of missteps. If we're, I mean, <laughs> if we're this, their cover should have been blown. Rosalie oh. had every right to be pissed. Yeah. yeah, every right. She's probably like, we have to fucking go again and start over. And I'm so annoyed. You're an idiot. <laughs> to be fair, though, why would the Collins just go to a really small town? I guess they maybe love it there. They love it there. Maybe if it's in the middle. of you bumblefuck, yeah, then it's, it's fine. It's but. where, as we learn in later chapters, it's where they started it's where it's in, you know, the 1800s. It's because yeah, like, they had yeah. to make that pact with the yeah. the ancestral Quileutes. They, I think that it's just like why they their pick home. its home. Yeah, mm. I mean, yeah, but even way back then, why would they pick a place where they have to make a pact with a community that's out to get them? Like, why don't just go somewhere else? <laughs> why why does it have to be forks they just really liked it the rain for all the reasons that i said above that forks sounds wonderful that's, that's i imagine fine. i mean it's I, shady I love forks too yeah it's i just a, imagine there's like maybe another rainy it's probably a lot of animals area. because there's forest yeah it's rife with dinner mm-hmm. Ew. <laughs> mm. chock full of dinner uh you know uh, they probably have they I mean in the movies they have a really nice house I'm yeah. sure you know that's secluded and it does love and, they and, have, secluded, and they yeah. have more days than that they can be in society than days where they cannot also one point I know this is like related to the movies but in the movies their house is just like clear windows I'm like <laughs> I know <laughs> what if the sun comes in <laughs> what are you gonna do yeah, what if you get an unexpected visitor and you're doing something vampiric yeah. in there like sitting really still or like zooming from one end of the house to the like, other like how do you sparkly. explain that like what do you say like oh the glare on the window you just you thought you saw me over here <laughs> like, yeah and I guess like I feel like it's mentioned I don't this might be a movie as I'm one, later, 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 when they're doing like the graduation party or something, yeah. and one of them says to Alice, "Like, oh, we're gonna do a party again. Like, we're gonna try this again or whatever." Yeah. So it's not like people in the town don't know where, where they their live. house is, yeah. and if they're as interesting as they are and such a mystery to everyone, look, if I lived in that town and I was a high school kid, I'd be like, "Let's go to the Collins' house." Yeah. Oh my god, I'd be like, "Let's have a forest party and." Mm-hmm. Watch the Cullens and drink. Yes, like absolutely, hundred percent. So yeah, no privacy in that big beautiful house of theirs. I mean, as secluded as it is, but I mean, maybe it's just a pain in the ass to get to, so nobody's going there. Or maybe anyone washer? who's ever visited just—I <laughs> think they can just do it themselves. Maybe anyone who ever visited is now dead, so they don't have to. <gasps> the Cullens don't do that. Yeah, but like desperate times, maybe. I don't think they are desperate no. enough to kill a human. Never. <laughs> Never. Charlie would kill all. He would stake them all before he, they killed a human. Fair enough. And I by stake them, yeah, I guess they would just rip off the limbs and set it on fire because apparently it's the only way to kill a vampire in this series. Yeah. Yeah, they're just not like that though. So I think it's cool. They're pacifists. Yeah. So, I keep starting every section with that, so I'm just going to keep on cutting that out. That's fine. She is given her schedule, a map of the school, and a slip for her teachers to sign. Why does she have to get her yeah, that signature I, from I, every class? that was weird. To prove that she went there? Me, I yeah. guess. That's, I, is, that like, is that like a first day thing? Like, oh, so you make sure you found everything? Maybe. Like, or you don't like... 
I never was yourself. like a new student in like a place. So Me I, neither. I don't, I don't know. know. It's just weird. I think I thought it was weird when I was reading it, but make sure she's not that's how on that's the first day. Or yeah, it was Stephanie's way of getting her and Edward to collide in, the, in office the office at the end of the day. Yeah, a, a plot device. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'm, let's go with that. <laughs> she returns to her truck to join the traffic line of arriving students, and to her relief, her truck is one of many older vehicles among the students. The nicest car here being a shiny Volvo, which is unlike her school in Phoenix's Paradise Valley district where uh-huh. it was common to see a new Mercedes or Porsche in the student lot, which, again, shows that she didn't really fit in there yeah. either, coming from, like, the lower-income area of that school district. Yeah, I wonder mm-hmm. if she had a car in Phoenix. Well, wasn't she saving up to buy herself one? So probably not, right? Oh, yeah, I guess uh, I w- yeah. she would have brought it with her, I would assume. Yeah. So maybe, well, yeah. and also, though, I guess there was a student lot, so it kind of debunks our theory that they she went to a city school. A school in the city. Hmm. I, doubt I feel like you could still have have a parking lot. A lot yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe you can. So what, what do I know? I didn't go to a school, a high school in the city, so I don't know. Yeah. I just imagine. Marissa, like, excuse me, but don't speak about Phoenix like that. You did not go there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna stop speaking about things I don't have any any knowledge on. I'm just kidding. Um, I feel like I had something to say about that. Now I can't remember what it was. Oh well. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Bella tries to memorize her map, prepares herself with a deep breath in, and in, in an effort to calm her nerves, says to herself, no one was going to bite me. Drink. Ha, ha, ha. I hate ha, it. Ha, I hate ha, it so much. Good one, Stephanie. Good no one's going to bite me. Not today, bitch. Not At the, the vampires. end of the book, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to James. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. I was like, wait. I thought you meant the series, and I was like, she gets bit. Way before the end of the series. <laughs> no, no, I said the meant the end of the book. I think that's what it. Whatever. You said you said the book. I just misheard you. <laughs> okay, great. So at this point, we are going to have to cut the episode into two parts. Are you recording? Yeah. <laughs> I just I wasn't sure. Okay. Our chapter one episode was just extremely long. It ended at a total of like. Two and a half hours, which is pretty extreme. Closer to three. Closer to three hours. So we figured to spare anybody who's listening to split this in chapter into two episodes, two parts. And we're really hoping that you guys want to come back and hear the rest of our thoughts and um, Ariana's part of the chapter. Yes, thank you. Just tune in with us next week when we drop part two of episode one. Okay, bye. Bye. Bella. Where the hell have you been, Lefka? Oh, okay, The great. lady at the store made me feel really bad about myself <laughs> ordering a sandwich. <laughs> I feel like she was like, you're Italian, but you're ordering but you're American. American. <laughs> no, I'm thinking maybe I'll just like ding dong ditch his house and then like in an envelope it'll say like to Dan happy birthday and then he'll think it's a nude but it's actually just like my elbow crook <laughs> and then it'll be like two photos it'll be like the fake cleavage and then it'll be like just like fat arm <laughs> and I'll be like gotcha happy birthday Dan okay but then on the other side of it it should really be your boobs <laughs> <laughs> 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.